Welcome to the new WellMed Radio, a service of WellMed Medical Management. Over the next half hour, WellMed Radio will educate you about the health and wellness of adults everywhere. Co-hosts Dr. Marissa Charles and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron will share information to improve your health and well-being. Here are Ron Aaron and Dr. Marissa Charles. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on WellMed Radio. I'm Ron Aaron. Our co-host, Dr. Marisa Charles, is hung up on a special assignment. We hope she joins us during the program, and we certainly will welcome her on board. We've got a great topic for you, and if I were to make a wager, although I'm not a betting guy, my guess is many of you who are listening today made some New Year's resolutions about health and wellness and family. Maybe you said, you know, I'm going to take the weight off. Maybe I'm going to start exercising. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to do something about the way I feel. Well, we've got some help for you. We're going to be talking with Dr. Malatai Akula. Uh, she is a physician at Wilmot at Oak Commons in Kissimmee, Florida, earned her medical degree from Gandhi Medical College in India, completed her internal medicine residency and fellowship in geriatric medicine at Our Lady of Mercy Hospital in the Bronx, New York. And Dr. Akula is board certified in internal medicine and geriatrics. And the topic she picked for today, starting the new year off right, adopting new healthy habits. And that's not a bad way to begin the year. Dr. Akula, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate you coming on Wellman Radio. It's my pleasure. Thank you, Ron. And I am assuming not only you as a professional and your colleagues uh, in your clinic, but many of your patients uh, will have made New Year's resolutions. It's, it's so typical uh, here uh, to make them, including, man, I'm going to take off that 40 COVID pounds I put on while I was locked up in quarantine, or I'm going to start eating healthier. I'm going to cut down on fat. I'm going to eat more protein. You name it, people say they'll do it. But the reality is, Dr. Ocula, it's harder to do uh, and easier to promise. That's true. I agree with you totally. Um, so adopting new healthier habits, may we all know that they, it protect, protects us from serious health problems like obesity and diabetes. But these habits um, may also help you to manage your weight. Uh, at the same time, having more energy, you feel very young and new. You. So sometimes it takes a while before changes become new habits. Uh, we all know that old habits die hard and you may face roadblocks along the way. What do you think? I think that's probably true for a whole lot of folks. And, and those old habits uh, often are cultural. I grew up in a Jewish family, uh, was used to eating a whole lot of meat, potatoes and fat. And if you grew up in a Hispanic family, uh, if you take a look at uh, the amount of high fat foods that are part of that diet, uh, it's what you were raised on. It's what you're used to. How do you break those habits, doctor? Yeah, that is um, very important to know. There is an article in NIH, National Institute of Health, where um, changing your habits uh, is a process that involves several stages, namely four stages I noticed. First stage is contemplation, um, in which you are thinking about but you haven't uh, considered any uh, ways how to do your, how to reach your goals. Um, so that's called contemplation. The second stage is called preparation, where you made up your plan 
and in this stage you are making um ideas where which will work for you to incorporate um diet changes and your exercise um uh schedules in your routine you know day um so uh, that's called preparation and the third one is called uh, action where you actually in, uh, started to do your exercises and you know you're adjusting to your new routine in this um, third stage the last stage is the most important stage which is called maintenance in this you could say that you have a new routine and then you got used to your new routine for more than six months so we have to figure it out where you are um, when you are starting to think about you know getting new year resolutions talk to me in a minute a, a little bit about how long it takes doing something to make it a habit and for those of you who may have just joined us you're listening to wellmed radio I'm Ron Aaron, our co-host, Dr. Marisa Charles, on special assignment at the moment. We're hoping she will join us during the program, and stay tuned for that. Uh, we're talking from her clinic in uh, Kissimmee, Florida, at Oak Commons with Dr. Malatai Akula. She is a board-certified internal medicine and geriatrics specialist. And we're talking about starting the new year off right, adopting new healthy habits. So, doctor, when does a habit become a habit? Um, when you do a certain action for more than 21 days, you are getting into that habit. But for sure, if it is more than six months, you, then you can say you got the habit. So 21 days of doing... Is minimum, yeah. And six months, it's ingrained. Mm -hmm. that's let's, take, let's take a habit that some people still have, and that's smoking cigarettes, which are incredibly addictive, as you know. Right. Uh, uh, that's something I'm sure when you talk about a New Year's resolution and healthy habits, uh, you would encourage all of your patients not to smoke, but you probably have some who do smoke. Right. It's a smoking, you put a very hard habit to start with. Um, it's very hard to quit smoking. And I have uh, heard so many uh, stories about, you know, relapses. Relapses are quite common with smoking. Uh, people say actually quitting alcohol is easier than quitting smoking. So it's that hard habit. Um, I used to smoke. I, I agree. <laughs> I smoked uh, three packs a day. Wow. That was a lot of cigarettes. They were a lot cheaper back then, too. I quit in 1977. Uh, and, and I really quit because I, I had a child born then and I didn't want them to start smoking. It's one thing to say don't smoke, but they model after their parents. And so I, I managed to quit. Uh, and today, I know that if I had one cigarette, I'd be back where I was. I don't miss it. I don't think about it. And when I smell smoke, it doesn't attract me. But I know for certain if I had a cigarette, I'd be right back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's. Did you ever smoke? Relapse rate is high. Pardon me? Relapse rate is very high with the smoking habit. Uh, and when you relapse, you get right back where you were. Right. That's and then, true. of course, you feel guilty. Yeah. I would uh, tell the patients, even though you uh, went back on the smoking, um, it's again time to 
think about quitting um, and they can try one of the four ways. I would say, um, you know, some um, successful stories are there where you can quit smoking, cold turkey, uh, you can call it. Uh, that's when, you, you know, one of your family members got um, a cancer, then you are really scared to death and then you will not touch it again. That's number one. Number two is gradual rationing. You know, if you are smoking like 20 cigarettes, I would tell them to um, put only 15 cigarettes in their packet and then don't go back and forth. After you are comfortable with those 15 cigarettes, go down to 10 cigarettes. You know, that that's how you work down to zero. Usually it's the last three cigarettes that they are hooked to because... Yeah. They are linked to another habit, um, like a lunch or you know, having a cup of coffee will prompt them to have a cup uh, uh, to smoke a cigarette. So that's when that is very hard for them to quit those three cigarettes. It's interesting. I used uh, just a little mental trick when I quit, mm-hmm. and that is, uh, I said to myself, every time I picked up a cigarette, I said to myself, mm-hmm. myself. I choose not to smoke this cigarette. Mm. And it worked for me. I quit in that sense, cold turkey. Uh, but over time, uh, having done that little mental game, uh, I really found that I had quit. Yeah, you have to also take care um, not to be around smoking friends um, when you cannot resist your temptation. And not to go to the uh, environment where there is smoking around you, like bars. Um, and then, you know, you have to uh, keep telling yourself to go away from the area to places like where you are not allowed to smoke, like, you know, shopping centers or church where inside the building you don't smoke. And back then, when I quit, in the 1970s, you smoked everywhere. You smoked at work, you smoked on airplanes, you smoked uh, in your car, you smoked on the street. Uh, If the telephone rang, you lit a cigarette because you can't talk on the phone without smoking. So it was everywhere. And today I get the sense uh, uh, that it's not everywhere. Well, we're delighted to welcome Dr. Marisa Charles. Uh, She had a, a special project she was involved in. She broke loose and she is joining us now. And Dr. Charles, we've been talking about healthy habits, healthy choices for 2022 with Dr. Acula. We're on smoking at the moment, and I saw a big smile on your face because I'm sure you too have patients who still smoke. We do screen all of our patients uh, to see if they're still smoking, and I am often surprised at how many of them still do. Um, it's it's a difficult habit to break. You know that nicotine addiction can be um, can be overbearing at times, and so it's something that we do try to discuss with our patients at least once a year. Because so I mean, nothing good comes from smoking, and so many bad things. And Dr. Akula had given a suggestion about tapering down. Uh, over a period of time, uh, from uh, uh, 20 to 15 to 10 to 5. And then he pointed out, it's the last three that are so tough to give up. (laughs) I think I've seen that with some of my patients as well. And what Um, about alcohol, Dr. Akiva? You mentioned uh, that smoking is really more addictive than alcohol, but alcohol uh, obviously uh, is a downfall for many, many people. 
What do you recommend to patients who, who may be struggling with alcohol abuse? I feel that most of the patients have um, the alcohol coming from, you know, as you said, uh, watching their parents, the culture. And, you know, for some cultures, alcohol is a part of their meal, like the wine. Uh, it goes with certain types of foods. Um, and also, the um, there is a, you know, 99% of all the kids um, try all these habits, you know, drinking alcohol, smoking, marijuana, I know, all those types of business. So, but only 30% uh, of the kids get hooked to these habits, the hard habits. Why? Because there is a chemical um, uh, disturbance in their neurotransmitters. So that's why they, they need help, the medical help, um, counseling, constant counseling. And then I would say, um, you know, decrease the amount of alcohol slowly. And sometimes they need to uh, attend the group activities uh, where they can have um, support, group support. The That's a good point. Let me stop you right there. We're going to come right back to you. You need to do a little business at our end. You're listening to WellMed Radio. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Maurice Charles. And we're talking on our WellMed Radio hotline with Dr. Malatai Akula. Uh, she's a WellMed physician at Oak Commons in Kissimmee, Florida. And we're delighted to have you with us on WellMed Radio. WellMed is a homegrown Texas healthcare provider. During the Medicare annual enrollment period, be sure to pick a plan that includes WellMed for care focused on you. Visit WellMed, find a doctor.com slash radio three or call 210-675-8189. Calling this number connects to Simply Enroll, license number 2623676, a licensed insurance agency that explains Medicare Advantage and Medicare supplemental insurance drug options to Medicare enrollees. Well, thank you so much for being with us right here on WellMed Radio. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Maurice Charles. Uh, Dr. Charles is an osteopath and a WellMed PCP, and we find her at the WellMed Clinic. If you happen to get to San Antonio, you can look her up at the Ingram Mall Clinic, where WellMed has a clinic, and we're delighted to have Dr. Charles with us. Talking on our WellMed Radio Hotline with Dr. Malatai Akula. She is a board-certified specialist in internal medicine and geriatrics, and she joins us from her clinic in Oak Commons in Kissimmee, Florida. And Dr. Akula, we were talking about making a commitment in 2022 to adapt and adopt new healthy habits. And one of the things that keeps echoing back and forth is it helps to have support. It helps to have people around you who are supportive of what you're doing. And if I understand you correctly, you ought to share that commitment you're trying to make with others. Tell your spouse, tell your significant other, tell your family, tell your kids, hey, look, here's my goal for 2022. Does that make sense, Dr. Acula? That's true. Actually, um, you know, we focus on the habits um, more uh, than the goals. The reason is if you suppose you are you wanted to lose 20 pounds and you got the goal but your habit is not changed so 
if you don't focus on your habits, you go back to your bad habits again and tend to gain again this time 40 pounds. You see what I'm saying? So um, focus on your habits, not on the goals. Even though if you haven't reached the goal, don't get disheartened. Just keep doing the good stuff, the right habits ultimately will lead you to the your goal. Now, you mentioned losing weight, and, and Dr. Charles, uh, there are many of us, me being a prime example, who having been quarantined for almost a year, uh, who put on the COVID 30, 40 pounds, because what you did, you sat home and you ate. How do we take it off? Instant diets simply don't work. You'll take the weight off, but don't you end up putting it all back on, Dr. Charles? That's exactly what Dr. Acula was was referring to. And because it does have so much to do with establishing habits. So, I mean, you know, most of us could probably decide, hey, I'm going to lose 10 pounds and go on a starvation diet for, you know, a couple weeks, three weeks and do it on sheer willpower. And the pounds come off, but you can't keep it. You can't keep something like that on for a long term. Um, I know there's a lot of programs out there, you know, things like Weight Watchers. There's a, a really good online one called Noom um, that does a lot of that work to try to help people focus on making little changes, you know, small habits that over time add up to helping you um, losing weight um, in particular. And slow um, is better than fast. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because it's all about establishing those good habits. Um, because if you, um, you know, and and things, for example, like exercise, which is so important for weight loss, um, and for heart health and well being in general, but um, it takes time, you know, to establish a habit. Um, and, you know, I, I've never, I've, you know, I've always wanted to be, you know, a very athletic person, and I really never have been. But I've been working on, um, you know, doing more exercise. And at the beginning, first few months, I kind of hated it. I dreaded um, having to get up. I've been getting up early to exercise then. But now I look forward to it. It actually makes you feel better. And that's something that you have to work on. I know you recently went through a, a cardiac rehab program, correct, Ron? It was a 12-week program that uh, uh, three days a week for an hour that, uh, for me, w was wonderful. It was Are challenging, and it got harder. Still? Uh, 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 well, I'm through with the, the program. Uh -huh. Now I'm not doing as much as I should be doing. There it is. There having it is. gone you through know? the program, and we had uh, uh, Nurse Rachel Stouts on our show a few months ago talking about that program, and the point is, once you finish it, you can't be done with exercise. You have to continue it. Absolutely. You now, what is it you're going. doing? You're getting up early. Are you going to the gym or what is it you're doing? Um, I'm right. I have a stationary bicycle that I'm riding. Um, oh, cool. it's, it's a Peloton, but I know that's not the only option out there. Um, but getting up and riding my bike in the morning. So well, we have a Peloton bike and a Peloton treadmill. Oh, uh, nice. But we got to <laughs> use them more than as clothes racks. Yes. That's and the, Dr. Acula, isn't exactly that always right. the challenge? You, you, you can have great intention. How do, you, how do you get off the mark and do it? I think if you have a plan to um, do, you will do it. Um, to sort it out, write down what are the advantages and what are the cons about not doing the habit that you want to do. 
for example, if you are talking about health, healthy eating, write down uh, the advantages will be you'll you'll be having more energy, better health, good body weight, and you will set an example for your friends and family. And whereas the the bad side of this is you have to cook food and cooking food at home needs preparation time and effort uh, and then you have to avoid the foods that you love right and then you have to convince your other family members to eat the same food you you won't be able to cook uh, separate foods for yourself and and then to the family members so um, in order to address these um, you prioritize the the possible solutions to the these uh, problems is um, think about um, prioritizing um, your time what is important you choose that to be in your schedule daily schedule um, I read a book it's called atomic habits it's really a wonderful uh, book um, it's written by James clear if you have a chance um, you know try to read that and it's, it uh, gives you nice outline and um, guidance how to develop a habit. So uh, it's it's impossible to reach your goal when you give, do. Give us the name of the title of the book again. Atomic Habits. I see Dr. Charles is writing it down. Cool. I'm That's writing it thing. down. I'm yeah. going to definitely look that up. Absolutely. It's a, it's a nice book. And what yeah. did it teach you, Dr. Acula? So it, it has... Um, it, it tells you don't go for um, lengthy uh, time. Like for example, you want to exercise. Uh, you cannot um, start with one hour, okay? One hour ties you up. Start with um, half an hour, or if you are still not that much used to the half an hour time, 15 to 20 minutes to begin with. This shorter time will make you uh, look forward to do it because it's only few minutes, right? So 15 mm -hmm. minutes go fast so quickly, you don't even feel the pain. But once you got that habit uh, regularized into your daily schedule, then you can slowly increase it to 30 minutes and then 45 minutes. You know, you can go that way and, um, you know, the habit is imprinted in your brain now. So it's hard to get rid of that habit. That is one that he says about two minute rule actually, but two minutes is mm. too short for exercise, but you could start with 15 minutes. Um, and then right. when you really, just, yeah. Yeah. When you really think about your day, you can, yeah, 15 minutes is not very much, you know, mm. over a long period of time, you have a, you know, in a 24 hour day. Um, for me, it, I had to start doing it in the morning before work. And I had always considered myself, I'd always told myself, I'm not a morning person. I, you know, I, there's no way I can do it. But, you know, just like anything else, you go to bed a little earlier and you get up earlier and it's fine. And I did just that. I started with uh, about I would I, I, 20 minutes. I said, I can, I can do it for 20 minutes. Um, I, you know, it's a very short little bit of your day that goes then you go shower and start the rest of the day and that's it and it's been so much easier that way and now i'm up to 30 minutes next is going to be the 45 so we'll see when we get there but and is right your now family supportive your kids and your husband they're asleep they don't even <laughs> notice so i love it it's the perfect time 
That's pretty cool. And is the bike in your bedroom or another part of the house? No, it's in a different room. Um, I did have it in the bedroom for a little while. And that was actually a hindrance because then I felt bad doing it in the morning because I didn't want to wake up my husband. So I moved it. And that's when I really got going. Oh, cool. Well, good for you. And Dr. Acula, we got about a minute left. Uh, What haven't we asked you that you want to share with us about new healthy plans for 2022? I, I, suggest that we need to write down our journal about the progress and uh, don't get discouraged when you're slacking. Share your answers and questions with someone and ask them to encourage and challenge you. And uh, success, you have to remember that it is a team sport and the road is easier together. So if suppose you don't have any uh, person to support you, you know, a couple yourself with a neighbor or a a member from the office, you know, in the workplace. That way you can hold on to the good habits. I love it. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining us today on WellMed Radio. Got to say goodbye to you and thanks. And we look forward to talking with you again. Dr. Malatai Akula, she's at the WellMed Clinic in Oak Commons in Kissimmee, Florida. For Dr. Marisa Charles, I'm Ron Aaron. Talk with you again soon right here on WellMed Radio. Executive producers for WellMed Radio are Dan Calderon and Leah Madrano. Our producer is Isaac Wilker. And associate producers are Natalie Ibera and Maurice Hudson. I'm Ron Aaron. We'll see you next week on WellMed Radio. Thank you for listening to WellMed Radio, a service of WellMed Medical Management. We welcome your emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. And please be sure to tune in next week for another edition of WellMed Radio.